Hi guys, welcome back to After Credits, episode number 40. Ooh. I'm here as always with my lovely and jolly co-host, Carly Bauer. It's me, I'm Holly Jolly Happy today. <laughs> <laughs> Coming straight from finals yeah. to work hey, even longer. You know what's uh, kind of cool? Ranking. Yeah, literally uh, do. <laughs> I've been doing finals since noon, and I just mm-hmm. got done. So that's really cool for me. Um, but the cool thing is that because I, um, just took my physics final, I never have to do math again. So that's kind of cool. Cause I'm an art student and I already took my math class. And I took my science credit. So I never have to do that shit ever again. That's um, crazy. and I'm so happy. I cannot express how happy <laughs> and what a weight off my shoulders knowing that is. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. Way to go. <laughs> Not my forte. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just used math earlier to hang a picture frame, so... I can't do basic math. If, if it's not calculating a percentage at a store or, mm-hmm. like, trying to measure some shit, it don't matter. Like, I'm not... I don't have to use any equations and variables. The quadratic formula or yeah. anything. Because I'm, I'm decent at it. I just hate it. So, right. I, yeah. I get that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well... Some housekeeping before we get into the meat of this episode. Is that I'm gonna try and do a little more editing on this particular ranking because I know personally there are probably a lot of people who have not seen every single Christmas movie that we are going to be discussing today. I hadn't. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um so because of that, I'm going to try and put some timestamps below to, that will just say, they won't really have a description. They'll just say, click here. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, I've never seen that. And then you can skip ahead to the next one. Very cool. Um, we'll see how that goes. That's a little more motivating for me to get that done now that I have it implanted into the episode. <laughs> so if it's not there, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, Bryce. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, do you want to quickly read the movies we will be discussing today? Yes, I will. Okay. Okay. Christmas Vacation, White Christmas, Home Alone, A Christmas Story, Elf, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life, The Muppets Christmas Carol, Polar Express, and Klaus. <laughs> Claus is. Mm-hmm. They only say his name like every other sentence in that movie. I, don't... <laughs> I okay, because I fucked it up because I watched that movie a bit ago, and we were watching mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy today. Oh. And so now all I can think about. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say him the same though. Klaus. Klaus. I love him. It's dude. gonna be weird for you now that it, hearing like the normal way to say it. Cl- Claw, claws. <laughs> Point oh. proof. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited because um, Maggie in her attempt to avoid finals started watching Umbrella Academy last night and she finished it today. And mm-hmm. so now she's starting season two and I'm excited because now that school's over, I can finally finish watching season two. Yeah, about time. You got me hooked on this show. Now Dude, I know. I When it. I started season two, I was like, Bryce, you need to watch it. And you've seen all of it now. <laughs> I haven't even finished. Yeah. I like have not moved since I talked about it. So 
very very quickly too like if you're gonna tell me something that like is gonna like, blow your mind and i'm gonna be like who <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's rough for me <laughs> it's okay i have maggie who hasn't got there yet but she's watching she like downloaded all the episodes and she's driving to texas to see her parents for christmas and so she's going to watch all the episodes on the drive down to Texas while her mom drives because her mom's coming up here and then driving back. So That'll be fun. <laughs> I know. So by the time she gets to Texas, she'll know what's up, and I won't. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> When's she leaving? Tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to start until Monday. So. Nice. Yeah. So all there's right. that. <laughs> Well, with all that said, would you like to dive right into this? I'm excited. Um, We're going from bottom to top to clarify. Yes, uh, if you're new to our rankings, we um, one of us goes first. And if the other is not necessarily particularly in the same place on our ranking, we are going to just discuss the movie regardless. And then when it eventually gets on our ranking higher up the list or vice versa, um, then we'll be like, okay, it's here. And we're like, yep. And then we keep going. <laughs> so we all we talk about all the movies in the same section, which is why the timestamps are going to be pretty helpful. Yes, I would agree. Because um, if you're just waiting mm -hmm. for us to like name it and discuss it, it's going to be a little more in order than little right. little out of whack than I think most people would um, intuitively think. So, um, mm -hmm. and a quick disclaimer: since these are all Christmas movies. Um, they're all fantastic, and my rating is just my personal preference, so if you disagree with me, that's okay. Or Bryce, well, I'm assuming, as well. Yeah, my, my ranking is the definitive list, and you can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, okay. So hopefully um, Bryce and I don't disagree, otherwise we have an issue, because apparently I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I'm already a little nervous about a few, but okay. um, we'll get into that when we get to that. Um, pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll just start right. with my... Uh, what is your number 10? My number 10. It's Polar Express. Yeah, me too. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, oh my god. Yeah, so I had seen Polar Express like once when it came out, like when I was a kid. Um, mm -hmm. I don't did not remember it and still don't really remember watching it then. Um, mm -hmm. But... Basically, to sum this up, other than, other than like, first, there's a really weird cast. Like, it's not, it's, like, basically Tom Hanks and then no one. And anyone mm -hmm. memorable was just used as, like, a face. Like, as you yeah. said, I don't know what to, what that's called, but, like. Because um, this is, like, a motion capture animation. Yeah, and it's weird. It's really it doesn't weird. work. Mm -hmm. it, in my opinion, it doesn't work. It's really weird. And the amount of people that Tom Hanks voices, like, Tom Hanks is such a specific voice that yeah, it's kind of weird and like steven tyler is in it which is weird and that's like the only other notable person that's <laughs> so right. weird um you can see voice every he's voices a fucking elf it's weird it's so okay. weird okay. yeah it's weird dude just like elf he's just an elf Okay. But it's toilet. It's dumb. I think um I think that mm -hmm. it's like a really good story and it was a good book um like, mm -hmm. it's a creative storyline, you know, and I can see how it would make a good book, but as a movie, it's kind of weird, and the pacing and everything like that is weird, um, just because of how much time is spent in the train, right. um, 
Also, my biggest issue is the animation. I think it's weird. Just not very, just yeah. at first it was working for me. And then like it did certain like if a character was like angled a certain way, it just looked very scary. They look like Sims characters almost. They look like mm-hmm. a, like a weird video game. Yeah. It's I I don't I like don't it. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I used to watch like the original Barbie movies like Barbie Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And like how weirdly animated those are. That's how this right. movie, like they like, look not finished. Yeah, they look yeah, and it's weird because it's such a well-known movie and I feel like it didn't come out that long ago for the animation to be so off. Right, like it's 04. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I <laughs> think a lot of like the animation too is supposed to be like really flashy, but it's just like doesn't work with the motion capture work. Yeah, it's um, weird. Specifically, the hot chocolate scene yeah. where the hot chocolate looks like absolute shit, <laughs> like legitimate shit. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> and I think, like normally when you have like a sequence like that you try to make it appetizing so that kids want to like just drink hot chocolate but it just looks like tar <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because it's like such a get it right and but... like um i don't know like i think that that song is well known like i you know without mm-hmm. watching it again i like knew that song you yeah. know like and that was rest like i recognized it and I don't know. The animation like ruins it for me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like the story's like a classic story. But overall, it's just not my favorite one on the list, and that's just um what I'm gonna chalk it up to. I think Tom Hanks though, like when I the movie first started, it's like I knew he was the conductor. Yeah. Like that was solid. But then like I was look like the the movie went on and like you said his voice is just so distinct like distinguished um from like toy story yeah. which is our next week's episode <laughs> um that like you it's he's very hard to like not hear his other characters slip out in because of how distinct his voice is and i think the hobo was probably the weirdest one as far as the vocal <laughs> performance goes um even i mean and character too but <laughs> so when i first like started clicking that he voices like every single person in this movie i thought it was supposed to be symbolism for something but yeah it, it's not it's just like they're bored <laughs> and i it just didn't make sense like at all yeah it's i think um part of the problem is that this book is good um but it's like the character of the hero boy as he's listed in the credits is not necessarily a character it's just like he's a kid he's a guy yeah like it's he's like someone you can follow so it's not just a bunch of like still images of like trains going through like wintry forest things and and like on, I don't know, and just even on like a storytelling level, there's just so many like things that could easily been cut out of the movie. Um, and I think the biggest one is when um, our hero boy loses the girl's ticket 
and it like flies through like the forest to try to flex their animation skill which i'm all for flexing on animation because it's like a beautiful format and whatever but when it doesn't add anything and it just randomly gets like hooked back into the train by some miracle and it uh, he finds the ticket again it just like wastes five minutes just to show that you can animate some trees and wolves yeah. relatively well right. for 2004. <laughs> right. And the animation of this isn't really that good anyway, so you should right. probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Maybe and you spend less time on that and more time on other stuff. Right. I don't know. And then on top of that, like, I just found the kids to be very annoying, too. <laughs> like, and I know some of them were supposed to be, like, the, um, no, the know-it-all kid. Yeah. But like, dude, that's the kid like from Greece, isn't that weird? Line. It was so bad. <laughs> like, I was getting genuinely pissed off watching this. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I don't know the way that the kids, especially when they show them like in group shots, are animated. Mm-hmm. It, sorry, I know that's the only thing I keep talking about, but it irks me a lot. As someone with a design background, I had yeah. a hard time watching this movie visually, and I don't know if it's because there are just not a lot of movies that look like this. And so, you know, the crazy thing is, um, is that the director, you know, from notably known from Back to the Future and um, Forrest Gump, and <laughs> he's got a, he was just recently signed on to a newer movie. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, no. Well, now I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> he's doing another one of these movies though um, motion capture work like you know like that big announcement that Disney made like a few like last week about like everything that they're going to be doing for like the next three yep. years yep. so one of those projects is supposed to be motion capture I don't remember which one because there's like 30 of them yeah. but it's directed by um, Robert Zemeckis once again and I, I can't say that I'm excited <laughs> about it. Maybe <laughs> it will be redemption, redemption worthy. Mm, I really hope so. Because <laughs> Polar Express isn't Disney, right? It's not. No, I don't think it is. So maybe um, the animation team at Disney, because they do all that shit with, um, like in Star Wars, with like Princess Leia's face and like everything right. in Rogue One. That all looked pretty decent. So maybe if they do more of that. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I hope they don't just focus more on the story. <laughs> I would agree. Because, like, well, some of the shots are really fun to look at. Not enough of them are. <laughs> right. <laughs> to carry a whole, not, like, not even that long of a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I was very frustrated, and this is the only one that I can say I didn't like. I yeah. I I don't dislike this one just because I like the story, and I think the bell thing is cute. You know, mm-hmm. like I think the story is creative, which is not really a reflection of the movie, I guess. But um, it's my least favorite. I'll say that out of all of these. Yeah, I think I would go least favorite and like least. Like, just not good, <laughs> regardless of my opinion. Versus, like, I just straight up did not like her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what did you rate it? What did I rate it? Yeah. I gave it a four. Okay, I gave it a six. Um, I didn't rate anything below a six, obviously, so... Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, everything after... Well, okay, never mind. We'll get into that one later. Okay. For the most part, this whole ranking is like seven and ups. Right. Yeah, everything I have left is seven and up. And to be honest, like 90% of this is so hard to differentiate like me watching it from when I was a kid and feeling nostalgic about it, you know? So even if it's a bad movie, I like cannot rate it objectively. <laughs> so, yeah, cause sure. there were only three movies on this list I hadn't seen. Um, yeah. So I think I have seen six, I think. Yeah. So I, you know, if, if you disagree with me, just know that that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not yeah. going to be able to change my opinion on it regardless. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Well, what was your number nine? My number nine was a Christmas story. Okay. All right. We're pretty similar on that one. Okay. Um. For me, uh, this is everything I love about uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, except it's told with a very annoying eight-year-old character yeah. in the lead <laughs> <Who> <laughs> with is... very horrible parents. <laughs> Who, yeah, okay. So the I we watched this movie every Christmas, like I told you, because um, mm-hmm. they, they play it all day on Christmas on this one channel. And so it's just on our TV all day long. Um, and so, I don't know, I grew up kind of like afraid of the bullies a lot, you know, and I don't like watching those scenes. They were scary to me as a kid, you know, and then I don't know, like it's cute. I just never liked it that much, though, because it makes me sad. Like his his mom and dad are like shitty, like (laughs) you know, and I just end up feeling really sad for the kid the whole time. For sure. And then it starts over. Because he can't do anything right, and he's so excited about everything, and then it's, he, everything he does is just, is just garbage. <laughs> Never, like, every time I laughed at this movie, it's not, it's at the movie. It's not, like, with the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, it's just so ridiculous and over the top in, like, the worst way. Um, like the the one that sticks out like a sore thumb is when he's at the mall visiting santa yeah. claus and freezes up and like santa claus kicks his face to yeah. punt him down the slide i think that's like, hilarious i think it's supposed to be obnoxious though like i think that part's funny I, I know but it's just like what am i supposed to be feeling right now <laughs> you know what i mean i feel like, like we're i it's almost like if you were to make this into a cartoon you know, because there's so much, like, small bits of violence or, like, microaggression towards this kid. And, like, right. if it was a cartoon, it's like when you see um, Tom from Tom and Jerry get, like, hit in the face with a shovel 20 times, you know? Like, that kind mm-hmm. of humor. Except that it's an 8-year-old boy, and so instead of it being funny, you just feel bad for him the whole time. For sure. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. I mean, it's a good movie, <laughs> but it makes me a little bit sad to watch. Not the best Christmas movie. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. That's just like also like the friends are like pretty shitty too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I know we talk about this all the time, but like, it, like you gotta get have good characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And um, there's no one likable. Movies, certain movies, if you have forgettable characters or just bad or or not well written characters, it works because of like spectacle and things like that. But like the spectacle here is just like obnoxious like 
very burnt in history lines like yeah. the you'll shoot your eye out or the bunny suit scene near the end of the movie but like <laughs> it, there's just not a lot here and it just seems like every scene is kind of like um it's kind of like one of those movies where you have an idea and it'll just be like a combination of like things from your childhood I don't know if this is based off anything. I didn't care to look. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this is, feels like, um, so, uh, you, you know, do you watch the show The Goldbergs? Yep, I do, actually. Okay, so you know how, like, every episode is kind of like um, a certain document, like, of, like, the yeah. show, like, this kid's camera. Like, from based upon, yeah. So this feels like every scene is kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> But there's just no real arc that like connects it all together except yeah. the the gun. That's true. And this um, like his general age. You know, right. that it all kinda happened around the same time at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So the but the thing is is that when we get to the end of the movie and I'm assuming if you clicked on this video and you are at this particular spot and with all the things in the bottle you know spoilers is what i'm getting <laughs> but when he eventually gets the gun he um just shoots it once the glasses break and then it just never talked about again there's just no yeah. consequence there's no like oh maybe i don't want this toy or there's just yeah. no- nothing that it just moves straight on to like the next clip from this kid's life which yeah. is the turkey thing and it's just like so the entire the only string throughout the entire movie is just forgotten about <laughs> and it wasn't even that strong of a string to begin with. <laughs> oh man i was i was frustrated with this but like i said there's enough here that it's at least more watchable for me <laughs> yeah i agree um but it's i i gave it a five (laughs) i gave it a seven i just didn't give anything below a six so (laughs) for sure okay what was your number Um, nine my number nine uh this is where this is where i'm nervous for um it's uh it's white christmas i hate you (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I, Why? I, I think that's bullshit. I can't believe that you put White Christmas below Christmas Story. I hate you. That's stupid. <laughs> um, You're dumb. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> what was your number? <laughs> Can you tell me why you like this movie? No, I want you like, to give me your fucking criticisms first. I'm not okay. playing this game with you. Tell me what your issue is, and I'll fix it. (laughs) I'll fix it. Um, Okay, so for me, I didn't realize how big of a musical this was. It's a musical. Well, I know know it's a fucking musical, but I didn't realize how big it was. By big, do you mean there's a lot of songs, or big by it's popular? I there's a lot of songs and dancing along with the songs, and it's about performing kind of a thing. Um, so I feel like this is like kind of like a movie that 
is like a, a warm blanket movie you okay. know like you yeah. can watch it and be like and you can enjoy like the choreography which i really did and except for the song choreography better than a christmas story it's just for me a christmas story has like more like ridiculous elements in it that like make me want to come back rather than choreography like if i want to watch one of these dance sequences i'm going to watch it on youtube rather than watch the whole two-hour movie again (laughs) okay so why is it why don't you like it then um it's just because everything that's in between the dance sequences i don't care about i care about it so much i'm sorry (laughs) i don't want to talk about it anymore (laughs) i'm angry this is like if we like it's like if we reviewed grown-ups Except mm-hmm. only on the the amount it means to me, not necessarily the quality of film, but mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't rate it a ten, um, obviously, you know, but I didn't rate anything a ten. I don't, you know, I don't rate tens. Um, but <laughs> I got really fucking close though nine. with my number one. What's that? My number one is very close to a ten. It's not a ten, but it's very fucking close to a ten. Is it White Christmas? No, it's not White Christmas actually. Okay. I would have felt even worse if it No, it's not. Don't worry. It's it's up there, but it's not. It's not number yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, like, Bing Crosby... The, you're going to feel bad if I tell you why this movie means so much to me. I, I know I will. Uh, okay. Um. So, like, my dad's dad, my grandpa, was super into, like, these old 50s movies and Bing Crosby like looks a lot like my grandpa like visually looks a lot like him and my grandpa used to love Bing Crosby and so every year at Christmas we'd watch this movie with him and my grandpa you know my grandpa died of ALS in 2015 and so I've only had a couple Christmases without him and so every time I watch my Christmas or hear Bing Crosby all I can think about is my grandpa and so this was like our thing together because he loves these type of movies and he loves them and he loves Rosemary Clooney and so it's a lot it's like a no i know it's okay and i don't know there's nothing i can say to like invalidate what you're saying because you're not wrong i just am more invested in this movie due to the Mm -hmm. amount of times i've seen it and how well i know the plot and how well well i know the characters and everything and then how much it like means to our family so like i can't anything i can genuinely see setting this setting my christmas tree up with my future family while this movie's on in the background that's what we do every year i know i know yeah it's fun because like then the songs play while you're doing it you know and like if you're like not invested it's it's a good i don't know Um, how cinematically great it is but in terms of also all of the songs that it produced in it and like white christmas comes from this movie you know like bing crosby um, wrote that song you know so it's like it produced a lot of good it happened in i thought the song came out before it did but then he produced this movie right after based on the song okay so he like wrote the movie based around the song and it like became a really popular gotcha but like that's such a obviously famous christmas song now you know Mm -hmm. for sure but i like her i like it (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad you like it okay i can respect i'm not mad at you i I just (laughs) i think like once i do end up doing the you know setting up the tree with the, the family, nostalgic think, part yeah 
Yeah, then I think that's when this is going to skyrocket up the list. Right, and I also think it's so hard with these movies, like, if you've seen some of them, and it's hard Mm -hmm. to insert a new one and rate it any higher, it's never going to be that, you know? Like, for me, Polar Express is never going to be, like, White Christmas or Elf, or, like, it's never never going to be that for me. It might be for other people. Yeah, it's just not I think for me. is like the biggest factor in this list more than it's ever been in any of our other Absolutely. lists before. Yeah, because <laughs> Christmas is 100% just based on nostalgia. <laughs> you know, it's like one of the first memories you can have as a kid is like this distinctive event that happens every year if you're raised with uh, Christmas, you know. Right. So, um, and if yeah, not, you definitely fucking know what like it is. I think this is where it comes more into play that these are just opinions and we're just doing this for fun, not to like yeah. decipher what is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Because it's, it's to just pay homage to some great Christmas classics, regardless yeah. of how we rate them. And it's also we're... hard because like so much of our rating is like within relevance to each other. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I can't rate all of them nines. Then how do I rank <laughs> them, you know? Right. So I think I have a I think I have a pretty diverse rating, but but like the top six even are just like the ones you've seen. (laughs) No, actually, they're not all the ones that I've seen. Surprisingly, (laughs) the one that I have seen is Polar Express, and that's on the bottom. (laughs) My top six are also not. I you know honestly the three I haven't seen are like last and then like kind of middle and then like kind of in the upper middle yeah so right which is impressive yeah. not I, what I like kind of even knew the top three even just going into this ranking oh of course just, but yeah. also i think the fact that they are the top three means that we've seen them exactly yeah i think i know what your top three is going to be even though obviously i don't think mine is going to be the same for a reason but <laughs> yeah i feel like it's going to be very similar yeah just based on the conversations we've had even on this podcast yeah true <laughs> Okay. Um. Alrighty. So that would lead us to your number eight. All right. My number eight was Klaus. Wow. Okay. okay. Um. In can I just say that my top my eight, seven, six, and five are almost the exact same score. Okay. So I didn't. I just kind of put them in there at this point based on nostalgia because I. So like Klaus was one of the ones I hadn't seen. Um, and it just happened to be in the category with other ones I have seen, <laughs> which okay. is why it is placed where it's placed. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right. Let's, uh, so is there any, like, jarring problems with it? That, like... I, I honestly, from here on up, I don't really have any problems, like, at all, basically. <laughs> um, Klaus, I think, is interesting if you compare it to Polar Express. Um, okay. because it's like, in terms of animation, I feel the complete opposite about it. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, so too. beautiful. Like the way that they did like the 2d animation is, yeah. it, but it's still like, it's so beautiful. And like, yeah, as someone that like, like a spends a lot of like treasure planet or yeah, but it's Atlantis, the lost city or whatever. Yeah. But it's still like modern-esque, like it almost looks hand-drawn, but like it's still used digital and it's like really, it's just really pretty. And yeah. as like, an art student, I enjoyed it very much. Um, my, like, one of my favorite shots in this movie is, like, 
it's just a flex shot really <laughs> and it shows a map and it zooms in on the map and then the map like turns like like to into the mountains and then it like pans up and then you see like him riding his horse yeah dude like damn yeah and like i another thing um that like as i take more drawing classes and like illustration stuff that i've been like learning that is like one of my biggest struggles as an artist is like character design so like the way that they visually design their characters and like the the diversity in the shapes and faces and bodies and like and even like their eyes and stuff of these characters is super cool like i really like i paid a lot of attention to it i enjoyed it a lot which was cool right um like 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 klaus versus like the little guy (laughs) wait what like he's so big and the little baby guy is so small and they're so cute you know mm-hmm. this so but then i like them both okay um <laughs> i thought that I this like, was I like the little um the little infant or not yeah like a, a toddler who can't speak any english but like so cute. like his little face versus like and even klaus's face is kind of tiny compared to like his body mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know it, i just think it was very like um like they put a lot of thought into it and how it like how the what they looked like really characterized them was kind of cool. Right. Um I th- would consider this a more elaborate and not necessarily dark but like maybe realistic Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> like Santa origin story, you yeah. know? Right. Um, a lot better than the Tim Allen one. <laughs> yeah. A lot better. Like <laughs> a lot better. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like, um, the concept that, um, so, kind of spoilers, not really, like, Santa making toys for the kids he never had is fucking depressing. <laughs> like, that's yeah. so sad. And then, like, um, I don't know, like, the end and how it's, like, the spirit of Santa delivering toys yeah. And it kind of implies that he's a ghost a little bit, but like maybe not because he's like magic. It's kind of weird, but creative and different and not done before. So. Right, right. I yeah. had a lot of fun watching this movie both this year and last year, and which it. I don't really know how to explain it, but like after watching it the first time, I immediately texted my mom because I was at college at that point. And I let her know to, like, watch it with my younger siblings because I knew they would love it, too, which they did. (laughs) And um, it just had that feeling of heart. And and other than It's a Wonderful Life, I would say all of these movies are very lighthearted. Yeah, I would agree. very accessible. Yeah, I would not say that It's a Wonderful Life is lighthearted at all. Um, but it just had that feeling of, like, instant classic, like, written all over it. Yeah. Where I feel like if this was released in the 50s, <laughs> it would have the same effect on you as, like, what White Christmas does. Right. Or, like, Rudolph um, or, like, any of the claymation right. ones. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, that's a great way to put it. Um. I I just couldn't get, like, enough of the heart because it there's no way you can watch this movie without, like, 
getting like a stupid cheesy grin on your face <laughs> which is a, an emotion that doesn't come enough in christmas movies i feel because even like i feel like this is the one that makes me feel like the most um like <laughs> all these like really weird adjectives but like like cuddly yeah and, like, like warm. you feel warm even though that they like, what about this happy does happy you. work as an adjective for you what's that happy <laughs> yes <laughs> and like even though this is not going to be my number one it's a lot higher it, it is higher on my list than you but i would say that this one does have the most heart i would say other than maybe elf yeah um but elf has like the james can character or con yeah um, yeah, would, I would like, say grounds it a lot more than uh, Klaus, <laughs> right? In, so, yeah. Um, but I don't know. As far as the reason it's not my number one, other than the nostalgia factor we were just talking about, is um, I didn't like it the first time, and I didn't like it, definitely didn't like it the second time. Was the antagonistic plot line <laughs> of because I feel like the characters' motivation and conflicts that come within um, him discovering who he is and what he wants to be is m- enough of a conflict for the movie to work and not just feel very easy. But this just felt... The villains in this movie just felt so unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. And like the only thing holding it back from being... like an adult movie that just happens to be animated, I would say, yeah. even though it is accessible for children. Um, like, I don't know. It was just frustrating to see because they had, they had it down and I was like loving every minute of it. And then it's just like, they introduced this plot line pretty like they, it's not like it's, they throw it into the middle of it. Like just, like the last 20 minutes or something stupid like that like it's throughout but it's just i feel like if the town itself didn't have like this rivalry against everything and was just like a filled with shitty people yeah it would have had the same effect yeah or like a better effect yeah better um but other than that i love the voice work from jason schwartzman who if you don't know plays gideon in scott pilgrim um and the lead in Rushmore um and a bunch of other movies that I'm forgetting about (laughs) (laughs) but he hasn't done a lot of animated work and this just made me want to see what else he could do vocally um and Rashida Jones um who has done vocal performances uh, most notably discussed in Inside Out um like I felt like she gave something new to this performance, even though because I feel like sometimes like her performances in her animated movies feel like she's just phoning it in because she has a very distinct voice, similar to Tom Hanks kind of thing. <laughs> um, but this one I felt like she was like trying in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I oddly enough, the weird, the odd one out was J.K. Simmons, which I don't know, like he worked. like sometimes and then other times it's just like I feel like this is way too big of an actor for this role (laughs) yeah I was kind of thinking that too and I have a hard time seeing him as anything but the guy from Whiplash now 
even though I've seen him in other things. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of like, he's an angry man, and I, you know, it's weird. Why are you wholesome? Yeah, it's weird. Be more angry. (laughs) But other than that, this movie is obnoxiously cute, and if you haven't seen it, and you already heard me spoil the movie, it's still worth watching. I would highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this is a eight for me. Mine is a seven and a half. Very nice. So. Very nice. Okay, uh, I already forgot what number we're on. Are we on my number eight? Yes. Yes. So that would be a Christmas story for me. Okay. Um, okay. And then your number seven? My number seven is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, uh, me too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So I don't know about you, but this is the first time I've ever seen like an actual rendition of a Christmas Carol. Oh, really? I know the story. Yeah, I know the story, you know, like nothing in this movie surprised me as a uh, story wise. Because um, you just hear it like right. there's no avoiding the story. Right. <laughs> um. But what surprised me was I just didn't find this movie very funny. <laughs> it's actually, so I grew up watching this movie, like, all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I would actually consider this to be, like, a like kind of dark. Like, there's some parts of it that get kind of scary and, like, are a little depressing um, mm-hmm. for, like, kids to watch, you know? Um, for sure. Especially the ghost of um, Christmas Future is yeah. kind of fucking terrifying. Um, especially mm-hmm. when you have it right after the ghost of Christmas present, who's like the opposite. Um, he looks like Hagrid. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I love him. Um, and I found myself like, like it's been a while since I watched this, but I found myself like being able to quote the movie back to myself, which was kind of fun, especially yeah. the songs. Um, so I was like, Marley and Marley, woo! <laughs> which was funny. Um, I don't know. That's I I like it. It's definitely not Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, I haven't seen that in so long. I love I that movie, dude. That it's so okay. good. It's it's just it's. I don't know. It's kind of impressive in terms of like how detailed they are with the actual plot of a Christmas Carol. I think, because um, mm-hmm. it seems like quite long and complete, and like the sets and everything for like a Muppet movie. Yeah, um, the sets are phenomenal. Yeah, nice. and there's, like, a lot going on, you know? Um, so I enjoyed that aspect of it and always have, and the music's good, and, like, how they incorporate different Muppets characters into the story is kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I love Robin as Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I That's my opinion. I thought it was kind of a weird choice to not make any of the Ghost of Christmas like Muppets that we know. Yeah, I. It's weird. I agree. I just feel like part of like some of my favorite elements of the Muppet movies is especially like when they tell like a story, like Treasure Plant, the Treasure Island one. Yeah, or like um, uh, Muppets Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right. It's like seeing your already favorite Muppets playing characters that you've already loved, and then just adding like a new element to it right and this one like there were certain shots where it just didn't feel like a muppet movie other than uh, gonzo and rizzo narrating yeah which granted i love that they were there (laughs) but it's just i feel like it just wasn't enough yeah in a weird way 
Yeah. I, I think the only one that probably made sense to not be a Muppet that we know is the Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah. Because I feel like if, like, Sam Eagle was that character or something, yeah. it would just be, like, very hard to take it seriously. Right. But I feel like the other ones they could have gotten away with Fozzie or Kermit to right. be that character. Right. Um, and there's so many to choose from. Exactly. You know, yeah. I'm just naming like the, the household names. <laughs> right. And especially because like there's a point in Muppet history where like like Rizzo becomes a major like a more major character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um meaning there are lots of other characters that were like popular before him that are not included in this movie. <laughs> exactly. You know, which I think um, I wish like any of Pepe. the band. Pepe is like one of my favorites. <laughs> right, Pe- Pepe didn't come about until later. Like, um, he's in Muppets in Space. Yeah, that's for that. Like, he has some of my favorite lines. In yeah, the Muppets movie. in Space is like probably one of the better ones. Like, that's such a good movie. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know, like, if ranking Muppet movies would be so niche because I feel like <laughs> that's even like more dude, harder to get people that have seen them all. <laughs> Ellie hates the Muppets. I know. What? I know. That, wow. She doesn't like anything that has, like, animated or puppets with, like, real people. All right. She hates Space Jam. Too. Yeah, she hates Space Jams. She says it's the worst movie ever made. Is there a made. reason behind it? I don't like, know. I... I just know that that's how she feels about it. I don't know if there's, like, some sort of trauma behind it. it I don't know. I feel like it's she's probably one of those people that are afraid of amusement parks park mascots. I'm afraid of those and I still love the Muppets. Okay. Dude, you should have seen me when we went to um we went to this amusement park on Halloween a couple years ago and there's like mm-hmm. a part where you walk through and there's like people dressed up, you know, and they would not leave me alone and I was so scared of them. <laughs> and like I used to run from Santa at the mall. Uh. <laughs> I was so scared. Not it's not for me, but it's, it's probably smart. I didn't like that there were strangers that wanted me to sit on their laps. So you were ahead of the game for Stranger Danger. I was. I was. I was very aware of Stranger Danger as a child, <laughs> and it resulted in social anxiety today. <laughs> so okay. So I'm glad we're on the same page with that. What did you rate it? I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just can't get over that. It's just not very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot more serious than I think than most of them are, which is surprising. And like the more like watching it again as an adult, that definitely mm-hmm. was apparent in comparison I, I to like just, other ones. I think what made it hard for like the lack of humor was because there are elements that are fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, I lost it when um Rizzo interrupts Gonzo or something and he turns and looks at him and just gives him a little kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's, it's just like I want more of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's also weird to watch something try to be serious when it's like a pig and a frog are married and their son died. Right. Their frog right. son. <laughs> I'm glad they never um, went the, the route and tried to make hybrid babies like the Dronkies and Shrek. Yeah, yep. I'm glad to, because also I like the, I don't know, whatever the heck their kids were in this movie. It was cute. And, like, mm-hmm. Robin's his nephew, so, you know, whatever, but cute. Yeah. 
I think it's uh, in in the Muppet Caper. There's a brief scene because uh, Kermit and Fozzie are supposed to be twins in that movie, and there's a scene where it shows like their father, and it's just Fozzie just like dipped in like green paint. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's funny. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that it didn't meet your humor expectations, but I could probably have told you that before we watched it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, you just go into a, a movie like yeah. this and just expect a certain level of, of humor. And quality. I think rightfully so. Because, <laughs> like... They're, there's puppets. That's why, like, I love, the, like, the Muppets is because, like, all of them are consistently funny in yeah. the same way. Right. But they're, like, not repeating, like, the same jokes because they, like, tell different stories, like, you know, historically, like, famous stories, right. like uh, Treasure Island, but right. they just, like, put their flair on it. So it's just, like, weird to watch one, and it's just not, it just doesn't feel like one. Right, and I also don't know how you would do a Christmas story with humor. I don't know. They, like, I think they had it down. It's just like they didn't have enough of it. That's the thing. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Maybe I should watch more renditions of it to see that it is a dark story. <laughs> also, Austin Powers' dad. That's pretty funny. Yeah. You know? Well, the entire time um, we were watching it, I was like, Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> to my dad, it was so funny. He was done with me. It was good. This, okay. Um, one more, more note, this might be my favorite Michael Caine performance. I mean, he, there are some, it's kind of funny, like, when he's sobbing and shit at the end when you're, it's like, this is a Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. And he's crying. Yeah. In a like Muppet he's movie. Crying, like, really hard. Yeah, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could have taken Scrooge out. And put him in just a regular Christmas story, and it would have been perfect. He just played it like it was anything else, and like he was like, "Oh yeah, the ghost of Christmas present, or is a Muppet, is a giant Muppet." Yeah, that's fine. My employees are rats and a frog. That's fine. I'm gonna (laughs) yell at them anyway (laughs) on the unemployment line. (laughs) That's what he says. Very silly. Yes. That is all I had to say about that. Okay. What is your number seven? Uh, we have the same number seven. Oh, yeah. What was your number... My number six. What is your number six, Charlie? Home Alone. Home Alone? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. I don't... I mean, it's good. And I know we rave about it. Um. I don't really have anything to say other than that just everything... Um, before it, like the, everything that I've rated better than it, I just like more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's good. It's wholesome. I like Home Alone 2 better than Home Alone 1, but I still like Home Alone. Um, I think that his mom is a dipshit. Um, this is another case of bad parenting. I, I was thinking today at work, be like near the end of the movie when the family returns and they're like, what did, so what did you do while you were gone? And he goes, just screwing around. <laughs> I want, I wish that Macaulay Culkin just roasted the fuck out of his parents yeah. and say, well, you dipshits left me here and I had to defend myself over two burglars yeah. that tried to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> and how do they not know? Like, 
unrealistically, the the police don't even suspect that, you know, like, the, he sleeps at the neighbor's house, and then the neighbor takes him home after the cops get arrested, and then, like, the homeowners aren't there, and they're like, oh, that's fine, we're never gonna alert them that someone tried to break even, into their house. <laughs> even regardless of that, like, if the police didn't want to tell them, I love how Kevin picked up every single car like yeah. The stairwell, ex- but he missed the gold tooth. Yeah. And his dad finds it. He's like, "Honey, what is this?" Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, "I got everything with that," and that would have been the only thing of value to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even like some of the stuff you can't repair. Like, how do you cover up the tar on the stairs? Yeah. Or mar ru- bird or the doors that were broken. Yeah. Or like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, you know, that the reason that's pretty much the reason this isn't a, a perfect movie for yeah. me is because there's just when you have a movie like this, and we talked about this a lot with Snowpiercer and other movies, is like when you have a movie with this absurd of a plot, there are going to be plot holes. Right. But this one, and I think, is allowed no to have how that. Distracting they are. Right. And for me, I just have so much fun watching this. Right. It's it's not I like Snowpiercer. <laughs> it's not as serious as Snowpiercer. It's like silly, funny comedy. And therefore, right. I'm fine with it having plot holes because it's just there to laugh, you know, and to mm-hmm. have fun with it. It's not there yeah. to, like, contemplate society, which is, like, the goal of Snowpiercer, you know. <laughs> right. It's not making commentary on classism. Oh, God, sorry. You know, it's a kid who was left home alone of a Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. I, um, I didn't have a lot of nostalgia for this one growing yeah, up. I don't either, really. So, and obviously, like, obviously I've seen it like, mm-hmm. a lot growing up, but I only really cared about the third act with the booby trap sequence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, now, like, as a cinephile <laughs> and a very active after credits podcast co-host. <laughs> um, I prefer the first two acts on a technical level. Yeah. A lot more. Cause they're the reason the third act just stands out so much is because they tried very hard to make um this movie as grounded as possible and like take all the precautions to make a movie with this absurd of a plot realistic which is why it's like not made fun of right (laughs) and because they like put that much effort into it and i don't know if you ever end up watching that netflix thing uh the movies that made us but like they this movie should not have happened like (laughs) they had every problem in the world to make this movie um and they (laughs) They pulled it off, obviously, and it it's a classic in every right. Um, and it's just it's just it's just impressive, like how they were able to make this movie with like seemingly flawless up until the parts where um, it it just you can't like unwrite certain things at that point right like like the door thing i brought up it's just 
okay, so the kid defeated him. Now he's got to fix everything. How does an eight-year-old fix a door by himself right. kind of a thing? And it's just like, so they just choose not to show it, which is the probably the best route to take in that. <laughs> I would agree. Um, but yeah, it really is like deserved everything it got. <laughs> and you really can't complain a whole lot about this movie. Um, so, and like you said, this, like, um, the second one is a lot of fun too. And I think that one, they didn't care as much about making that the first two acts as like rounded because, and it's very obvious in the third act as the, the stunts are a lot more ridiculous and like, okay, they'd be dead. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they just like go for it kind of, um, which I can admire too, which is why that movie, I don't hate that movie by any means (laughs) is because I know what they were trying to do. They were just trying to have fun. Right. Um, whereas this one, they tried, we're trying to be a little more serious and have fun, but that one, they just like cranked everything up to 11. <laughs> right. So yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this. What did you rate um, it? A nine. Nine. Okay. I rated it an eight. So fun. we're on okay. the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so my number six is it's a wonderful life. Okay. And the, this is the best movie on this list, like, from a technical yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, and like we talked about earlier, this is easily the, the least accessible and the one with the least amount of, like, aww kind of factor. <laughs> um, it's a bit depressing, but I liked it, yeah. so. <laughs> but the... The reason it's not higher is purely my fault. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because of... when you, because when we were doing this um, ranking and I was just watching them all in preparation for it, um, this is the last movie I watched, and I tried watch this is I tried making it one of my first, but I was just I just know how these movies are that they're very accessible and they're very like you just put them on. And you can pay attention, but like if you, like, uh, don't for a, like a minute, you're not gonna miss anything. And this one, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me like a week and a half with like four separate um, viewings, along with me renting it from Family Video, um, buying it on Vudu, falling asleep while watching it on Vudu, then trying to watch the rest of it at work. But then my session expired, then buying the Blu-ray so I wouldn't have to rent it again, then without watching the last 20 minutes to see the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So by next year, this is going to be a 10 for me. Oh, my God. I can see it already. (laughs) Um, Because it just really is a great movie and very important. And I can see myself, if I watch this in a sitting, it would definitely help. Um, But... It like, it's purely my fault that it's not higher on this list. <laughs> Along with the fact that like pretty much here up, I would consider like all great if not perfect. Oh, movies. I would agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, 
Yeah, because my three and two have the same score, and one is just a little bit higher than that, but this is very close to those as well. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I don't know what else to say other than that. Like, it's it's a classic for a reason. Um, the actors are great. I really... I'm glad that now I can understand the reference in Christmas Vacation and in um, John Mulaney's stand-up. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's great. I really liked it, actually, and it, I probably will watch it every Christmas now. Maybe not on Christmas. Yeah, it's a little bit sad for that, but... Right. Is this a Christmas movie? It's like the message of Christmas. Also, like, with an angel, like, that's kind of Christian. Mm-hmm. And, like, the like, ending is Christmas. The Christmas element does not come in for the last, until, like, the last third act, the third act of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a Christmas, like, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Just but maybe a little... takes place on Christmas Eve the entire time. Okay, I would say that this is, like, how Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Like, okay. they both kind of revolve around Christmas and have Christmas morals tied into the story, mm-hmm. but aren't necessarily yeah. about Christmas. Yeah, but if Christmas wasn't a part of the movie, it would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Except it would it would be, um, I think, a lot less recognized. Home Alone could literally be a spring break movie. <laughs> huh? Home Alone could literally be a spring break movie. True. <laughs> True. It couldn't com- compete with Spring Breakers, though, so. Well, I- it could actually. Um, I actually think it couldn't. So. Okay. Are there any boobs in it? I don't think so, boobs. Bryce. Spring Bryce. Um. Yeah. Like, it just. This is another example of the. I think we need to start reviewing bad movies again because we can actually talk about them. <laughs> Because there really is nothing to complain about right. here. It just the performances are great. I particularly loved um, the main actor and George Bailey I along agree. with our antagonist, um, which I forgot his name already. But if you know, you know. Kind of a thing. <laughs> and the little angel man is so cute. Mm-hmm. He's such a yeah. cute little old man. <laughs> I'm two hundred and ninety-four. Next May. <laughs> um. The performances are great. The set is, like, revolutionary because, like, this is probably on record of being one of the, if not the biggest set in movie history. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Um, it's because, like, on top of the fact that it looks like a real city, um, then they had to remodel the whole city in the sequence um, where he wakes up and he um, is never been born. So they had to like rebuild the entire city that was already ginormous, which which already looked like it could have been a city just like um, guerrilla style filmmaking. Right. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I love the pool scene where they're all just jumping in the pool. That's kind of fun. Every I, I got nothing new to add to this movie. <laughs> Angel gets its wings. Yeah. What did you rate it? A nine. I rated it an eight and a half. Okay. So. Yeah. And that's like, it definitely would be higher if I right. <laughs> watched it. <laughs> 
Um, alrighty. So that was my six. Did we say yours? Or that was Home Alone, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So what is your number five? It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, that worked out. And my number five is Klaus. All right. Alrighty. What is your number four? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Me too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. Okay. I did not expect this movie to be this high on the list. Um, like by any means, I have probably out of the movies that I've seen, other than Polar Express, I have the least amount of nostalgia for this. Um, I would agree because of it's when it came out. I would agree. Yeah, um, I think I probably was in the camp of kids who found the Grinch pretty creepy as a kid, but now that I can handle it and um, have seen at least one Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> uh, I can't get enough of this performance. Um, even And he almost completely disappears in this role, other than a few lines that uh, his other iconic characters slip out of. Yeah. In, especially like when he says loser at one point. It yeah. sounds just like Ace Ventura yeah. from Detective. Yeah, it does. Um, but like... You you can't get better than this performance. I and he almost Riley. quit. Like he almost because of the amount of time that it takes for him to get into that whole costume and makeup and yeah. how uncomfortable it was on him. He almost quit the movie, which is crazy to me because it's like, I know like when it came out, I thought it was gonna be dumb, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, because it seems like a weird premise, but it's so good. Yeah. And has like, Taylor it Momsen has in it. No right to be this good. Right, and it's crazy, <laughs> and I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Ellie hates this movie. She's like very, very <laughs> afraid of The Grinch. It's really funny. Um, so she refused to watch it with me, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is <laughs> Kelsey's favorite Christmas movie. It's really good. It's like rightfully so. Like I think this could be anywhere in the top four, and I'd be fine with it. It's maybe not number one. I think number one is not refutable, but yeah. Um, okay. yeah. I, yeah. One thing that I took note of this time around was the use of the camera and, like, the handheld, like, very weird style of handheld. Yeah. Is it just, like, they just, they're they just throwing the camera around yeah. and it just works. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It feels like it fits perfectly into this weird and wacky world of Whoville. Because they... They did, like, I, this movie. I just, like, couldn't believe it. I was just like, what are they doing? But yeah. why is it working? <laughs> it's like, they did this, and then there's, like, um, the cat in the hat. And I don't know why, and I don't know if it's Jim Carrey or what, but, like, or if it's because it's a Christmas movie or what, but, like, they're not comparable to me. No. Like, I don't well, I mean, but Mike Myers is a great actor. Right, so I don't know what... Too. You know? Yeah. Like, and arguably... Not, I mean, no, he, no, he doesn't. But he has some iconic characters as well in Austin Powers and Shrek. Yeah, he does. What do you mean? Also, well, Wayne's yeah, World. Yeah, but Jim has way much more than. <laughs> All I can think of is Ace Ventura, in Dumb and Dumber. And the mask. I don't like the mask. Well, you know, that was, I mean, it's not iconic. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, okay, but I feel like Mike. I feel like Mike Myers also has like he's got Shrek. I feel like many more people know Shrek versus Ace Ventura. Okay. You know. Well, he's also got Liar Liar, the Truman Show. Okay. Um, and that's all before this movie came out, you know? Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I don't think the Cat in the Hat is exactly um, Mike Myers' power movie, but. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, but this, this is pretty good. This one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Nothing, nothing like Cat in the Hat. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like it's just. It's. Can we review Cat in the Hat at some point? No, see, because Cat in the Hat makes me uncomfortable, which is weird. Like this one doesn't, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know why. Yeah, I know we just talked about a set, but like holy shit, holy this shit, is yeah. A set. Yep. Like, and the there's a lot of effort put in this. And the prosthetics <laughs> and shit, and all of yeah, the props exactly. that they used, and basically all from scratch. Like nothing is in normal earthly mm-hmm. anything it's all right. dr seuss shit so mm-hmm. which is so cool um yeah i just it's shockingly good <laughs> and i think part of the problem the par- uh, problem part of the reason it's so good is because of not only uh jim carrey but uh cindy lou who yeah who... taylor momsen i love her right <laughs> um but she honestly one of like the best child performances and i think it just perfectly encapsulates like the innocence who knows the who's beliefs aren't ideal and contradict themselves in like this oddly hilarious social commentary like fashion um but doesn't fully but she doesn't fully understand like why she knows it's wrong and it's kind of like i found it kind of like forrest gump yeah can you hear me out? <laughs> no, 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 because she's she's young and doesn't fully understand, but she can recognize right from wrong. Right. But, so she doesn't necessarily change as a person through the movie, but the positivity and viewpoint of the world changes the people around her mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just unique uh, that... Uh, like a character that doesn't have a character arc has so much of an effect on every single person and i think really forrest gump is the only one i can think of of that can like even compare to that kind of a story um the only problem i have with this movie is i think that the scene where uh the grinch his morals changes mm-hmm. is it feels very drastic and very quick i would agree um, the pacing is weird right there but it's not enough of an issue for me to rate it poorly yeah but all, like literally that's it yeah i agree <laughs> um yeah i can't i can't praise it enough i if you haven't watched in a while please check it out <laughs> it's it's that good <laughs> it really is it's i love it yeah, me too. Alrighty. Okay. What is your number three? No, no. Oh, yeah, we got the same one. Okay. My number three is White Christmas. That is purely okay. personal. Mm-hmm. I just love that. What can I say? Okay. Well, mine is Home Alone. Okay. I think that's all also right. justified. Like I said, it, they're all very, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> I rated The Grinch an 8 out of 10. Oh, I gave it a 9. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. And what is your number two? Elf. Me too. Oh. <laughs> We're like almost the same. Look at us. Yeah. Except like one ginormous giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's okay. It's because you don't understand why Christmas and that's all right. 
you know, I'm, I can, I can wait for you to come around. I can, I can wait for you to come around. It's all right. I'll wait for you to learn and, and become educated on it. And then we can come back to this discussion when you have a proper opinion on it then we can come back to it. The correct one. When you have the correct opinion, we can talk about it again. Anyway, um, Elf. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what's to say? Fantastic movie. Fantastic actors. Zoe Deschanel, which is weird. Um, except she's really hot in it, which is crazy to me because I find her really annoying. Um, love every part of it and will ferrell is like super likable in it um which i feel like sometimes his characters are either like jackasses or like dumb yeah. but like this one is like he's super sweet and i feel like we don't see a lot of that in his his roles yeah um going back to that netflix special i was telling you about they released uh holiday movies that made us a session oh really this movie. yeah on this movie which i watched today which is very good. I would recommend checking that out if you get the chance. That Along sounds with, good. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Um, which I haven't watched yet, but I've loved everything that they made so far, so I can't <laughs> imagine it would be bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like, can there be a more quintessential Christmas movie? <laughs> I remember, like, I didn't see this movie for, like, many years when I was a kid, and my dad just assumed he showed it to me. And I, like, some kids at school were talking about it, and I asked my dad what it was, and he's like, you've never seen Elf? And I was like, no. He's like, okay, well, we're watching it. I'm like, when would I have watched this? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, anything I watch is with you, so I don't Mm -hmm. know why you think that. (laughs) I remember one time he got upset with me because I hadn't seen Zoolander. I'm like, why would I have watched this by myself at age... 10 yeah be like you have to educate me on movies you want me to see this that is, is how, how this relationship this how works, works. <laughs> it's your job as the parent to expose mm-hmm. your child to those yeah. types of things to good cinema right Don't show them polar express <laughs> <laughs> it's important to see all of the sides of cinema so that way you have some comparison levels right Show them, show them white christmas at a younger age too so they like it more when they grow up yes okay yeah that's right. I was not gonna about to trash it on you again. <laughs> I scared Bryce. <laughs> right. um, He's like, I don't want you to be mad at me about this, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Real talk. Should Will Ferrell have won an Oscar for this movie? No. No. His performance was the movie's good, but his performance isn't Oscar worthy. You know, it's not like he's acting his heart out. And honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot to play Elf. Like, he's kind of a one-emotion guy, you know? Okay. Um, I feel like the commitment to the character, though, is where it comes into play. I mean, what did he do? What do you consider commitment to the character? Being that positive and just, like, that obnoxious for that long of a time. Yeah, but that's part of being a comedian, Bryce. I don't think it's Oscar-worthy. That's just a kind of comedy it's not necessarily like every comedian's like okay but it's very will ferrell not necessarily though like anchorman (laughs) is him screaming like a half the movie is him yelling (laughs) you know i don't know i i love it i think it's great not oscar worthy but great Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't know. I find myself, like, every time... I've seen this movie a million times, and every time I see it, I find myself still laughing at the jokes. Yeah, it's and still I think smiling. that's where comedy really succeeds. 
Right. Is it can continuously make you laugh no matter how many times you've seen it. The longevity, if you will. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, which I feel like are both of our number one and two is where. Absolutely. There's a reason my number one is a number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, there's a. It's just. What do you say about Elf? It's just I don't great. know. I'm just going to give my... I don't have anything to say other than it's great. I really like the... Um, I really super, super like how they draw in aspects of, like, the old claymation Christmas movies and stuff yeah, to, like, build... Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, because, because... I was watching that thing today, and they almost got sued. By oh, really? Movie. Yeah. I mean, they basically it's... knock it off, but it's... Because of how heavily inspired it all is, like, down to the costume designs. It's almost identical, but it's, mm-hmm. it's in- I think it's intentional, because it, it's what brings on that aspect of nostalgia, you know? Yeah. And that's, it, it, that's such a good, they did such a good job. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure, just watch the episode, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but, um, that it's the same studio. Okay. Like, that made, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. That, like, produced or, like, helped make this movie. Uh-huh. So they figured they were in the right to make it. And then they already, like, shot, like, maybe three-quarters of the movie. And they're like, oh, you're going to have to change the costume design. <laughs> yeah, what do you do at that point? So they were, like, talking about, like, digitally changing all of the green in Will Ferrell's costume to blue through the entire movie dumb and they already shot like all of the like actual stuff that they did in new york dude the elf's costumes and rudolph are blue well, right dumb <laughs> dumb <laughs> i don't know um but yeah another example of a movie that shouldn't have been made but miraculously they pulled it <laughs> off um and it worked <laughs> it sure did very successfully um yeah it's just I'm trying to think of something new to say and the score is iconic i would say yep um i have it stuck in my head all of the time <laughs> we've talked about that <laughs> we talked about that in like our third episode about you and the elf score do we really yeah i don't remember i don't actually know if we did it on the podcast but i like you've told me that a long time ago and i mm-hmm. and i remember that that's so funny I think it might be because we like the composer did something else we talked about. Yeah, and you were like, I love the Elf soundtrack. (laughs) That's probably exactly what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. Um, You want to just move on? (laughs) I rated it a 9 out of 10. Okie dokie. I gave it a (laughs) 5. Wait. Or a 10. Oh, Jesus. I was like, what? five out of five okay dude i know you rate it that way on your app but like we always do out of 10 on the podcast you can't be saying five every single time (laughs) okay and number one is (laughs) christmas vacation (laughs) it's that time Christmas time is here. Okay, the biggest crime against humanity is that the original song that they use in the opening credits is not available anywhere. Yeah. 
Christmas Why? vacation. I mean, you could There's download it like good. off YouTube and make it an MP3 file. Please. <laughs> That's all I want for Christmas this year. <laughs> Half, <laughs> I'll just burn a CD with just that song on it. Mm-hmm. And you can just play it all the time. And I can only play it on a CD. Yeah, and it's just one song, so like the CD has to just like replay. Can you um, can you make side A the the, the song and then side B your cover of the song? <laughs> it's that time. <laughs> Christmas time is here. <laughs> oh, one knows there's not a better time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, that's so good. Um, Christmas vacation. Um, my favorite character in this movie is their neighbors. Oh really? Yeah, okay. dude. I was expecting you to say Eddie. Oh, I fucking hate Eddie. I mean, I love Eddie, but I hate him. Where's Eddie? He usually eats these things. <laughs> oh, they're high in cholesterol. He read it in the paper. <laughs> The neighbors are so funny. My like one of my favorite lines in the movie is after the he's hanging in the gutter and the ice shatters through the window and it breaks the stereo. It's water <laughs> everywhere. And why is the floor all wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. <laughs> they they do that all the time at Maggie's house because Maggie's dad's name is Todd. So they're like, and why is the carpet all wet, Todd? So good. Like, I don't know, Margaret. <laughs> I Dude, love I it. That sounds like the ideal situation to grow up. <laughs> Truly. I mean, Christmas vacation was a staple in their household, and it, as well as in mine, and I'm sure yours as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It just, I think this is as accessible as it gets. Maybe Elf's a little more accessible because it is PG. Yeah, I was going to um, say, there is a little bit of vulgarity but and stuff but while there is a lot of vulgar language that it hides it in a weird way because right. it's surrounded by other hilarious things that the kids gonna pull like um the the most iconic scene arguably in the movie is when he gets accepted in the jelly of the month club yep. and starts going on that hilarious hilariously long monologue on how much of a jackass his boss is so like every swear word he says in the movie just flies over your head when you're a child because he said monkey brained or something like that like an insult that you actually understand because it it's doesn't take much to understand that and any uh, inappropriate comment that he makes that's like alluding to sex or anything is like just enough that you wouldn't get it like if you didn't know right. exactly it's what you like wouldn't understand like it. DreamWorks movies, and then they like kick someone gets kicked in the balls, kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um. I how do you feel about the um the no lines, Russ? <laughs> My dad says that to me all the time. We'll be walking around like a mall or something, and he'll see a mannequin, and he'll point at it, and he'll go, "No lines, Russ." Look, Russ, no lines. Funny, but I don't think it's like top tier of the movie. It's so funny, Brian. Shut up. No, I, I agree. It's funny, but like, there's so many. My favorite line in this movie. Okay, 
it's after um the first time they try to plug in the lights and it doesn't work mm-hmm. and every like the in-laws are making fun of him and uh the daughter is trying to defend her dad so she goes you worked really hard on it grandpa so do washing machines <laughs> I like when they're when they're about to chop down the tree and he's like talking to Audrey and she's like her eyes are frozen <laughs> and it's just like nonchalant like they're like she'll see it later Clark her eyes are her frozen <laughs> It's so good. Uh, oh and our um hey look kids a deer flips <laughs> up. So good. We could probably talk about every. Yeah, let's say we're just gonna we're just gonna um reenact the whole movie for a podcast, yeah. and that's actually gonna be. Oh uh, man, this would be episode. a fun movie to do a commentary track on, except the fact that we would just be laughing the entire yeah. time. Yeah, we'd just be repeating what they said and laughing. <laughs> we'd be like, be like wait, burn wait, wait. rubber, <laughs> burn dust and eat my rubber. burn, burn dust and eat my rubber. <laughs> I think I said it. I said that backwards. It's okay. It's funny. <laughs> but I don't know. Other than the jokes that just are timeless, because like this and Elf are like I said. Okay, I said this earlier this week, but it's next week's episode. This is my favorite kind of humor. Right. In situational comedy. Right. Where it doesn't rely on pop culture references, other than like the Jason joke with the chainsaw. Which is still like so iconic that it's you, it's now a, we get it. It's an iconic yeah. enough reference that you don't need to have seen it in Friday the Thirteenth to get it. Exactly. Like as a child, I knew what that was referencing. Right, and like even if it's not, and it's not like such a big joke that it's it's a, a visual gag too. So right. it's not necessarily like super reliant on the pop culture reference itself. So, yeah, situational comedy is always going to be my favorite kind, and I think that's what the Muppets do so well, and I think that's what this movie does so well along with Elf, is that it just shows you a situation, (laughs) and it just points out why it's funny. Right. Or it just, like, the jokes come from the situation and not from, like, things that we as an audience don't know about. Right. Or might not know about. Um, so, like, one of my mom's favorite scenes in the movie is when Eddie first arrives and they're just walking around having a conversation and you can see his, like, what is that thing called? the the thing around his neck to make it look like he put a tie on but you can but he's wearing a white t-shirt over the black thing so you can see like the outline of this fake tie do you know what i'm talking no. about no oh my god okay <laughs> well <laughs> anyways if you know you know <laughs> but uh another one of her favorite lines from eddie is uh shitter's full yeah shitter's full yeah um, which doesn't take a whole lot to understand <laughs> That joke and the line delivery. It's so with, good. Um, is plus the the tuba cover of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's so good. <laughs> Along with more of the neighbors, where he tries to go out to go on a run and sees them and immediately turns around. Like it just 
things like that that don't take a whole lot of brain power to understand and it's not but it's done in a way that's not like lowbrow humor like these are easy jokes like they put time and effort into the script and it was written by john hughes i believe yeah who has if you don't know has done classics and written classics like another one on this list is home alone (laughs) um two of the most iconic christmas movies of all time right two of them really yeah (laughs) um but it's just and i feel like we've been talking about this a lot but uh humor that comes back around to have more of a payback than off than you would imagine it to and i like the biggest one is the end after the shitter is full line yeah and filling all his like radioactive waste into the sewer line and then uncle lewis lights a cigarette i mean and and explodes. that's almost a double callback because of uncle lewis lighting the tree on fire with his cigarette right. as well and so both of that all that is come comes together at the end which is funny mm-hmm. um do you have a standout joke in this movie <laughs> um i really like when <laughs> I like when he says, later, dudes, when he's about to go down the hill. I think it's funny. I don't know. And it stands out, like, in the audio as well. It's kind of different. It's funny. Right. And, like, it's an obvious stunt double. Because it's, like, completely covering Chevy Chase's face. Later, dude. So good. I love it. Um, And I think that's... Uh, the whole reason why I have so much nostalgia for it and why my parents showed me this at such a young age is because not only is it like a movie that I'm not going to pick up a bunch of swear words from it's also I'm going to have fun with because of the fact that there are scenes that are just so much fun for everybody so like when I was a kid the sled scene obviously was my favorite part of the movie because it's just like so funny or like chasing the squirrel around the house what's that or like chasing the squirrel around the house exactly like it doesn't take a whole lot to like make a three-year-old laugh at something like that but a three-year-old's not gonna laugh at the washing machine line and that's like my favorite fucking shit now yeah so i think it just has accessibility to literally everybody at all ages and though oddly enough a movie this old with an actor who has historically been impossible to work with, um, <laughs> like Chris Columbus, who direct ended up directing Home Alone one and two and a bunch of other famous movies that we never mind. But he was going to direct this movie, but Chevy Chase is just such a pain in the ass to work with that he just didn't want to. So he ended up getting Home Alone instead, which was more financially successful. Than right. This but I would have been okay with having this movie under my belt <laughs> as a director as well. And and also, um, this movie has so much heart in it as well. Um, exactly. Like, the whole scene where he's stuck in the attic and he's, like, like they add their own nostalgia into it, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and the message is basically just, like, family is difficult around the holidays, but we still love them and try to get along with them and everything, you know? Exactly. And uh, that's so sweet, you know? And so it's yeah. got a good enough balance that it makes like the perfect Christmas movie, because mm-hmm. it really encapsulates the season. Encapsulates <laughs> everything that I love about the holiday season. Right, exactly. It's so good. It's just like because the movie's about a family man who just can't get it right. Right. <laughs> but you can tell that he cares so much, 
and there are even lines that like if you if it wasn't obvious enough to tell you that like there's a scene where he's telling a business partner that he's putting in a pool he's like you're the last true family man yeah and you're like yeah you know what he is he is really trying and everything just goes fucking wrong in this yeah. movie <laughs> literally all he's trying to do is give his family the christmas that he always wanted but no one mm-hmm. wants to fucking cooperate with him <laughs> at all. Right. And, oh man. And I think part of what makes it so fun with, again, going back to that accessibility, is that when you're a kid, it like like I said, it doesn't take a whole lot to make you laugh. So if my, if my parents were to laugh at something and I'm like three years old, I'm going to laugh too just because I see my parents laughing. Right. So you grow up. And you remember laughing at shitters full and you don't know why it's funny until yeah. you get to the certain age and then it actually becomes yeah, funny. That's so then true. it's like you're reliving the joke again. Yeah. It, <laughs> like it's my great. dad has a lot of jokes like that, like personal jokes that he's either made up with or got stolen from other movies that he's been telling me my entire life. And then eventually, and I just find it funny because he finds it funny. But after a certain point, I get the joke. And then it becomes funny all over again, and now I tell the jokes. <laughs> right, and, like, there's so many, like, my dad does the same thing with, like, growing up, there was always references or lines or movies he would say, you know, and, like, maybe I wasn't at an age where I had seen the movie yet, but then, like, as I've watched movies with him, I've slowly gotten to know all of them, you know? Yeah. But now, also, those lines have, like, nostalgia for me, which is probably not great for some of the inappropriate ones, but it's funny, and I like it. Yeah. You're never going to look at a mannequin the same way. No. I sent you that picture. I'll send it to you later. Okay. It's me with a mannequin in the store when I'm little. Oh, yeah. You're pointing at you. you yeah. Me um, look, Russ, that's what that's from. That's what that picture is from where I'm pointing at. Yeah. At the mannequin's underwear. And I'm like, look, no lines. It's from this movie, so you're welcome. Now there's context, and I just don't look like a gay seven-year-old. But I think, like, it just really encapsulates everything that that a large family would go through during this holiday. And me having a large family that only really sees each other around the holidays, it just finds it really relatable. It's kind of I agree. Like I said, when we were talking about the Christmas story, like it feel this also feels like just a bunch of things that could have happened to a family and then they just like stringed it together. Right. But the fact that there's like an actual goal in mind to try to make this this Christmas successful and yeah. like what the the family man in Clark Griswold wants it to be. Right. And they yeah. doing the thing with the advent calendar where every day they show the date. I think helps mm-hmm. with the pacing of that and makes the story feel more connected because you're like, you feel the tension as we're getting closer to Christmas and shit still is going wrong all the time. Yeah. Right. That's a very good point. Um, um as having I a big, Ellen... go ahead, what? go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I think Ellen perfectly stated it at the beginning of the movie with, um, it's about your mother accusing my mother of buying cheap hot dogs and my mother accusing your mother of waxing her upper lip. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, your mother waxes her upper lip. So good. Um, I think the most relatable part of this 
as charming like the most relatable part is when they take out the turkey and they cut it and then everyone's gnawing on the turkey because like something like that will always fucking go wrong when you have a big family dinner together like something's always gonna get burnt something's always gonna go wrong and like Mm-hmm. everyone sitting together and getting through it is yeah. a good way to and, and the dog that's so relatable too <laughs> and there are a few movies in our extended family that have infused its way into our traditions and this is being one of them um so like we'll say grace <laughs> and we'll have like at, we'll have like all 15 of our aunts and uncles like wrapped around the island with all like six of their kids and the other kids you know like they're like oh yeah hundreds of people in this house they're all just holding hands they're like okay who's gonna lead us in grace and then someone starts saying the pledge of allegiance yeah. <laughs> and like everyone gets it just plays along fine and then we actually sing grace because we're not hooligans <laughs> but it's just you <sighs> This this is just a, such a staple, and I think it's not not just for us, but I think just for families in general. And I don't think even if certain things have aged, they in a weird way comes back and just makes it funnier on a rewatch. Um, like like technology advancements, kind of a thing. <laughs> right. Like I remember the first time I watched planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> and there's a scene where they get into a car crash, and I'm like, and as a kid, I was just wondering why the airbags didn't go off, <laughs> but at the time, they didn't have airbags, so it's yeah. just funny looking back on a movie like that, and like, I'm bringing up that because I can't fucking think of anything right now, <laughs> but <laughs> I, it's just, if it ages, it ages for the better, in right. a weird way. Um, yeah, I. Would you? I'm happy that we agreed on our list. I do too. For one. <laughs> what did you rate this movie? Oh, I gave this an L full times. Yeah, I gave this nine and a half. That was my highest score. So that's mm-hmm. top tier, Bryce. Top yeah. tier. Top tier, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think a fun thing that we could quickly do is that all of these movies have very distinct soundtracks and scores. Um, do you have a favorite out of these uh, 10? I'm assuming it. Yeah, definitely Christmas Vacation. Okay, um, really? Every, okay. every single Christmas song. I mean, also White Christmas, though, but every th- single song on Christmas Vacation brings me straight back to Christmas time. You know, mm-hmm. and so last year when I was making my Christmas playlist like I do every year, um, yeah. I added like a ton of songs from this movie, you know, yeah, sure. and they like, they just pinpoint me back into like December. Like they, mm-hmm. every single time yeah. I hear any of them, it's very a happy think, feeling. And I think that just shows how powerful the movie really is right. <laughs> too. Um, what about yeah. you? Uh, I don't know. I like, as far as original scores, I think I would go with like Home Alone or Elf, mm-hmm. but even like like lampoons like their score even though it's not as memorable it's good like it's very good and i think it just you know like is a like a phenomenal score that oftentimes gets overlooked because i think even though it's not very your stereotypical holiday movie but it like 
similar to the rest of the movie or its quirks. Right. Like, encapsulates what it's going for. Right. And I think it's very underrated. Um, but as agree. far as, like, soundtrack, I think this movie is. Yeah, well. it's good, dude. It's so good. Um, I'm trying to even think. Maybe Elf? I still think... I mean, Elf is good, but it's just... I, this one is most rememberable. And, like, mm-hmm. when I hear any of these songs, I will automatically think of this movie. Yeah. You know? So... You know what? You know what? As, like, the worst soundtrack. Polar Express. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I was gonna bring up Klaus, too. Like, <laughs> that, like, the original songs that they, the pop culture, not pop culture, the pop songs that they infused during a montage is like, stop it, just play this score. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. I'm glad that we're on the same page. Yeah. Um... um yeah, I don't, I don't know when our rankings are gonna line up next year. Like, I think if this is forty or eightieth episode, we'll land around Christmas time again. Maybe I don't really know. I haven't looked that far in advance, believe it or not. Um. <laughs> well, we'll see next time for our ranking. We'll yeah. see what we'll do. So I don't know what more Christmas movies are really hard to talk about. That's why I'm getting. Yeah, that's true. Because like with the, our Halloween ranking. Every single one of them had a sequel. <laughs> True. Oh my gosh, we could do all the sequels next year. That's funny. But Elf doesn't have a sequel. Neither does <laughs> Klaus. And Christmas Vacation has a sequel, but it's god-awful, apparently. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. Have you heard about Do you know it's a thing or no? Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't know it was a thing. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, this looks like fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, not good. That's good, Jose. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. Agreed. Okay. Well, if you stuck along this, if you stuck around this long, thank you. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed hearing our opinions on these Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. And don't disagree with them because if you do, you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong um, because this is a definitive list and anyone who says otherwise is wrong and um, deserves to be told they're wrong, according to Bryce. And clearly only doesn't celebrate Christmas at all. Um. (laughs) And clearly has never seen a single movie on this list, so. (laughs) Exactly. I probably have never heard of Christmas in general. Yeah, you've probably never heard of it, actually. You've probably never (laughs) seen a movie, actually. Um, you probably don't know what movies are, to be honest, so. Why are you even listening? Yeah, why are you, how did you find this? Weird. Yeah, weird. Bryce, where can Uh, I find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me quoting every single line from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or on Instagram at Bryce Gilliano. Carly, where can I find you? Um, you can find me watching A Christmas Story many, 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 many times on Christmas, even though it's number nine on my list, or over at Carly.Bauer over on Instagram. And with all that said... There's no end scene. Go home. <laughs>